That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Yesterday, Speaker of the House, Republican Kevin McCarthy, announced an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. McCarthy said he was ordering three committees in the House of Representatives to investigate the business dealings of the president's son, Hunter Biden, and other family members. This comes after months where Republican-led House committees have tried to find evidence to impeach Biden by trying to tie him to Hunter's business dealings abroad. We've heard privately that many conservatives, this is not even the moderates, who really question whether their own Republican colleagues can make enough of a connection to eventually impeach Biden. That's Mariana Sotomayor, who covers Congress for The Post. And she says McCarthy ordering this impeachment inquiry may be less about the president and more about McCarthy trying to maintain support among his Republican colleagues. And McCarthy, as we have seen throughout the year, is pegged between a lot of his moderate and some principled conservatives who follow the Constitution and a lot of the far right, who many have been calling for Biden's impeachment since literally the first day after Biden was sworn in. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Elahe Izadi. It's Wednesday, September 13th. Today, the impeachment inquiry into the president. Mariana explains how we got here and what this inquiry tells us about the power of far-right lawmakers. You know, before we get into the politics of all of this, can we talk a little bit about the substance? What are the grounds for ordering this inquiry? Are there specific allegations? Can you give us a basic rundown? Yeah, so since Republicans took the majority last year, the House Judiciary and Oversight Committees have been really targeting the president. And the way that they have been able to do that is for some time, there has been conversations and speculation about what Hunter Biden, the president's son, had been doing when Biden was vice president. Since taking the gavel in January, the Committee on Oversight and Accountability has accelerated its investigation of the Biden family's domestic and international business practices that we began last Congress. I want to be clear. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalize on Joe Biden's public office and risked our country's national security. And what Republicans have been able to find is that, yeah, Hunter Biden did use the family name to be able to entice foreign business dealers, kind of tell them my family is possibly behind this. And Hunter Biden's former colleagues have testified to the committee and said there were times where Hunter, out of the blue at a business dinner, called up his dad, his dad picked up, and it was just a very surface-level conversation. So many Republicans who want to indict the current president say that is enough there there, that that reaches that threshold of a high crime and misdemeanor. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? 
Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. But many others say, why is President Biden going to get impeached on something, one, possibly he did while he was vice president, and two, if you pick up the phone and you're not guilty of a crime, that also does not make you guilty of a crime unless there was some kind of conspiracy. So, you know, to put a finer point on it, these other committees that have looked into the president's son, Hunter Biden, and his business dealings, at this point, have they surfaced any allegations of wrongdoing on the president's part? They, of course, say yes. But the reality is that, no, we haven't seen that. And my colleague, Jackie Alimany, just broke some news over this past week that more Witnesses are actually coming forward, one of them specifically an FBI agent involved in a number of the Hunter Biden investigations within the DOJ, who say, no, a number of what people have testified is actually not correct, that that Hunter Biden did do some pretty sketchy things. But, you know, the president, as of this point, is not involved. And we should point out that these investigations are also still ongoing within the DOJ. There's now a special counsel looking into Hunter Biden. But Republicans are really using factually what we know is the appearance of something going on with Hunter Biden as evidence that the president has done something wrong. And I should add that they're trying to also say Biden, while as president, has weaponized the Department of Justice, the FBI, to protect his son. We haven't necessarily seen evidence of that either. Yeah, like there's one thing to say something appears to be or allegations, but then to have specific evidence, that is an entirely different matter, right? Yeah, and that's what a lot of these Republicans want to see. And someone like Ken Buck, he's a member of the Freedom Caucus. And just a reminder, the Freedom Caucus is the most staunchly conservative far-right flank within the House Republican Conference. They have often been described as the thorn in McCarthy's side and also previous speakerships. He has publicly been out there saying, I haven't seen anything. The time for impeachment is the time when there's evidence linking President Biden, uh, if there's evidence, linking President Biden to a high crime or misdemeanor. That doesn't exist right now. Um, and it isn't really something that we can say, well, in February, we're going to do this. It, it is, it's based on the facts. You go where the facts take you. I've also heard it from a couple of moderate Republicans, but you expect them to be a little bit more outspoken about pointing out the contradictions that exist among House Republicans. But I have, again, just heard privately from many other people that there has to be hard evidence that... Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Many of them are worried that if they impeach Biden, we're just going to see every single president from here on out get impeached if their opposing party is in the House majority. After the break, we talk about whether this inquiry could make it harder to avoid a government shutdown. We'll be right back.
So, Mariana, I do want to spend a moment to just discuss more the way in which McCarthy ordered this inquiry. He did not call for a vote from the House. Is there a real chance a vote could have failed? And what does that tell us about where the GOP stands on investigating Joe Biden and moving toward impeachment, especially as we head into an election year? So based on our team's reporting, the votes weren't there. And that's because a lot of members were skeptical whether it is worth going down the road of an impeachment inquiry because that insinuates that eventually you may have to vote on impeachment. And as we have seen in the past, impeachment votes haven't really been helpful to anyone in any party. And many are worried of, again, setting that precedent of just impeaching a president again and again and again. A lot of McCarthy's leadership team, before they had come back from their August recess, were picking up the phones, trying to see where the support lied. And this is kind of tied into the bigger fight of trying to fund the government, which is a totally different question of its own. But a number of far-right lawmakers were saying, hey, I actually may vote to fund the government if we open an impeachment inquiry. So that was part of McCarthy's calculation as to why he had to do this. There's many more far-right lawmakers who say these two things are different. But one thing I'll note is that across the board, regardless if you're a moderate or the most conservative member in the House, they all know that If you're in the House majority, you do have the power to investigate. Like, that is part of what you're supposed to be doing. We can argue about whether the way that they have gone and approached that is the right way. But they really do see this as just a continued expansion, let's say, of the current investigations. And it also buys a lot of people time. We don't know when this investigation is going to end. We don't know if there's going to be an impeachment vote. And I would not be surprised if a number of House Republicans who don't want to vote ultimately on impeachment are going to be advocating for this to be dragged out into next year, because guess what's happening next year? An election. So maybe they might not have to vote for impeachment if voters choose whoever Biden is running against in the Republican Party to be president. We'll see. Yeah, like the thinking there is this is actually potentially a politically unpopular thing to do in a general election. And so not to put these lawmakers on the spot to have to vote on it. I think that in of itself is kind of telling, right? Totally. And, you know, there are 18 Republicans currently representing Biden districts. If they vote to impeach Biden, are those voters just going to say, wait, I elected a Republican, but why are you spending all of your time on investigations when I still feel inflation? I don't see that my paycheck is really helping me as much anymore. And also I have questions or I'd rather just see you working on something else, keeping the government open than just going after political investigations. Yeah, this is emerging while there is this looming government shutdown. Can you unpack a little bit more any potential connection or complication that this inquiry presents when lawmakers are going to have to figure out how to continue to fund the government. Yeah, the one fear from many Republicans has been that any kind of impeachment inquiry would just be a distraction to the overall goal of funding the government. These are conservatives. They want to curtail spending. This is like the number one thing they want to do in the majority is be responsible in governing. And While McCarthy was trying to tie impeachment vote in hopes of, you know, exchanging it for whether it's a short-term funding bill and obviously funding the government for the year, 
That's no longer in question because enough Freedom Caucus members have said, hey, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. These two things are separate. So the impeachment inquiry will be going on while they try and fund a government. But there is a whole entire question. And I have no idea at the moment, and many Republican lawmakers have no idea as well, as to how they're going to be able to fund the government. That's not very reassuring. No. (laughs) Yeah. What has President Biden or the White House said about this inquiry and also congressional Democrats? So congressional Democrats, especially House Democrats, are readying and making sure that they can protect Biden and his integrity as much as possible, trying to produce their own evidence. There's a number of Democrats who obviously sit on these committees who have also been questioning a number of people Republicans have brought in, and they want to be more transparent about that as much as they can. Of course, the White House has been incredibly defensive. I will say from the reporter side, I have never seen the White House putting out so much email to Hill reporters saying, Hmm. this is what Republicans are saying about this and why they're skeptical about the impeachment inquiry. And here's a ton of information that you should just generally know. So they are on top of it. And of course, the White House has said that this is a distraction, that there is no there there, that McCarthy is doing this because this is just another example of him following the most extremist flank of his party. The interesting thing about Biden is that he's someone I covered during the 2020 election, and he was always very cognizant of the fact that after a lot of distrust was brewed under the Trump administration for the Department of Justice, he had said then, and we have seen this in practice now, he doesn't want to be commenting on this stuff. He just wants to be able for the public to see that the White House and the president is completely separate from the Department of Justice and the investigations they're doing. Of course, there's added reasoning now because he obviously does not want to be talking about his son. But again, there's still no evidence that amounts to impeachment and that he really did something wrong. And Mariana, it's also I'm stepping back and thinking of President Biden when he was running against Trump. One of the arguments that he put forward was he's very distinct from Donald Trump. And, you know, the Trump administration was embroiled in a lot of controversy and, you know, also questions of nepotism and and how much his position as president was enriching perhaps people in a circle and that this was a big contrast. So it's interesting to think about this as, oh, are Republicans trying to really push and hone in on this message that actually there's controversy and corruption there too? Absolutely. That's definitely what they're trying to put out there, that Biden is no better than Trump. And of course, you ask Republicans about, you know, well, did Jared Kushner, the former president's son-in-law, did he end up benefiting in certain ways and, and use the Trump family name and the fact that Trump was president to be able to cut some business deals. And, you know, they kind of skirt away from that and they just pivot straight to talking about Hunter Biden. I think some of these Republicans know, especially if Trump becomes the Republican nominee again, that this is going to be a point of debate. And I would not be surprised at all if the Biden campaign and, of course, the White House really tries to magnify again what happened during the Trump administration. Can you just Walk me through how this is going to work. McCarthy called for this inquiry. What are the next steps? And could an impeachment vote actually 
where impeachment proceedings actually happen. So McCarthy has been saying that there is a need for an impeachment inquiry because it gives committees that have already been investigating much more leverage and power tools, per se, to be able to compel testimony from the people they want to talk to. So that has been largely an argument to win over some skeptical Republicans to be able to support an impeachment inquiry. But those questions as to what happens next, do they actually really get that many more tools, is a question that we're starting to ask House Republicans. So we'll know soon enough what the pathway is. But really, what broadly Republicans have been saying is, yeah, they want to compel more testimony. They want to take as long as possible to be able to really nail and find evidence that links Biden to whether it is Hunter Biden or his brother's business dealings. And we just don't know how long that's going to take. Mariana, when you're looking to the coming weeks and months, what are you looking for? And is this just what politics is now? When I was talking to Ken Buck yesterday, who, again, is the Freedom Caucus member who has publicly denounced impeachment inquiries, he he said that there could be a whole big book written as to how the House demeanor, decorum, has just eroded over time. And that's something that I've heard from other Republicans, too. Regardless of the situation, they have just seen how their own members attack each other publicly if, you know, someone goes out there and doesn't talk the party line or they have tried to just change how the House is functioning on the House floor. And a lot of these Republicans who have been serving for a certain amount of time and are institutionalists are really critical and and honestly, frankly, sad that they have seen the House degrade to this level of politics. You don't hear that as much from House Democrats, but they also admit that it just has become very political and both parties are to blame for just how low it has gotten in the House. Well, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Happy to be here. Mariana Sotomayor covers the House of Representatives for The Post. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Today's episode was produced by Arjun Singh. It was edited by Monica Campbell and Maggie Penman. It was mixed by Sam Baer. If you're looking for the latest updates on the big news of the day, check out our morning news briefing, The Seven. The podcast is hosted by my colleague, Jeff Pierre, And he brings you the seven stories you need to know about every weekday morning by 7 a.m. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elahe Izadi. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.